Good morning and welcome. It's that time once again. The Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, live on this Tuesday, the second day of May. And the furnace is about ready to get lit. Yep, I just uh, heard 101 starting on Thursday. Then I think 103. And then, well, we know what comes next. It's really been a pretty good I guess spring season here in the Valley of the Sun, but the 100-degree temperatures are going to start this week. So make sure you get out the sunscreen and get yourself protected. Of course, you know, you do that to protect your skin. You call me to protect your wealth at 800-951-0592. The physical delivery of gold and silver. The website at allamericangold.com. All kinds of news and articles. Make it part of your favorites. Make it part of your everyday routine as we await the Federal Reserve. Yeah. <laughs> Janet Yellen and her, I don't even know if I can really call them banker friends, and her uh, esteemed, highly educated colleagues are starting their their two-day meeting today. Uh, of course, we'll end tomorrow. Most people not expecting a rate hike, part of the reason why, I guess. Oh, well, silver sold off. Gold's off as well. Gold has come down from uh, the high of the year. But remember, these are always uh, the the best times to get in. When people say, hey, hey Joe, when, when's the best time to buy? Right. Well, the best time to buy, obviously, is what when it's really low, and best time is, is to sell is when it's really high. But as we all know, God has a sense of humor, and we never seem to be able to to nail either one of those. But always right around the Federal Reserve meetings, and, and we've had some different ones, haven't we? We've had some where the markets fell after the meeting. Uh, but most, the, the the normal pattern is the market falls before the meeting, and then, of course, after the meeting's over is usually when we get the, the, the bounce back in the precious metals. Uh, I officially am in love now with silver. Uh, silver below $17. Uh, really, when you think about it, for no reason other than, oh, let's pretend that Janet Yellen's going to say something important. The best thing that could happen is that they raise rates, because we know gold and silver love that. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no clue uh, what these people think or do or see, uh, especially in lieu of that poor GDP number. Uh, today, car sales, and we've talked about this, and really when you follow the facts, you start to actually sound really, really smart. You know, we've been following the facts about the retailers, and of course now we see, you know, all of the bankruptcies and all the store closings. I've been telling you now over the last 90 days about all the auto loan defaults and the slowing car sales and the huge inventory stockpiles. Uh, Those numbers came out today. I'll just give you a little uh, preview. They were worse 
than expected, and they weren't expected to be uh, all that good. Donald Trump tweeted out, we need a good government shutdown. Talking about the budget that got passed yesterday, uh, Trump not real happy. I don't, I don't blame. Matter of fact, Wall Street Journal kind of laid out all of the big sections of the budget. Uh, defense, right? We know they, they got a bump not as big as, as president the president wanted. Uh, labor, health, and human services, yeah, they got the same amount of funding. Agriculture, they got more funding. Transportation, housing, urban development, they got more money. Commerce and justice, they got more money. Uh, here's one. Uh, no, wait. States and foreign operations, that also got more money. Homeland Security, they got more money. Energy and water, they got more money. Interior and the environment, they got more money. Financial services, they did not. So they were one of the ones uh, that did not receive no, uh, more money. And uh, the legislative branch also received more money. So you got the pattern there? (laughs) The pattern was everybody got more money. Uh, And the president is upset because he said, what can I do? We need 60% or 60 senators. There's only 51 Republicans, so we couldn't get anything passed. Unless we agree to just keep on spending. And now he says that, and I don't know what the difference is. Why not shut the government down now? Uh, but now he's saying that we need to shut it down in at the end of September. And I guess why not? You know, you already went most of the year without a budget, so do we really need one or not? I don't really know. But that was, uh, you know, I guess, again, the, the thing that most of us are used to which is same old, same old, right? They come out, they run on all these promises, and then when they get there, they can't get it done. When we return, we're going to talk about, well, we're going to talk about car sales, and then we're going to talk about some of the tax increases that could be headed our way. Pedro Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. More money, more money, more money. From the envy of the world <laughs> to nothing more than a debt slave, welcome to the American middle class. Isn't it amazing what really, I mean, really, what's really happened? I mean, let's put put aside, you know, the stock market. You know, yesterday we said, hey, all these, you know, and they say they're great earnings. They're, they're really not, but... The companies that are doing all the all the ass kicking out there are the ones that do the least amount of business here in America. What does that tell you? Right? Then you then you start thinking about all of all of the debt that's been piled upon all of us with you know, outside of the millionaires and the billionaires. And it's really unmistakable. Everything that they, every solution that they have has to do with what? Giving breaks or giving bailouts 
to the ones that already already had it. And, you know, we, we talked about taxes last week. Yeah, they're going to go to the rich people. Because, <laughs> let's face it, most people don't pay any taxes. Well, outside of the payroll tax. So if you want to give a tax cut to the middle class, that would be that would be how you'd have to do it. Of course, that payroll tax, that's for Social Security and Medicare and all of those other things. You can't touch that. Matter of fact, we don't even get enough money for that now. President Trump on Monday said he will explore the possibility of higher gasoline and diesel fuel taxes, suggesting an increase could pay for his ambitious infrastructure plan. See, and this is kind of where the rubber all meets the road, isn't it? All of this stuff sounds great, great. It really does. But when you're running a trillion-dollar deficit every year as it is, and I think this is what happens, because you get in there, and you start really doing the math, and you don't realize how big of a problem it really is. I mean, $20 trillion, yeah, that's a lot. But that doesn't mean anything to most people. Most people don't walk around saying, have you seen the national debt today? I mean, I do. But most people don't. Most people are worried about what? How am I going to pay the car payment, the credit card, the mortgage, right, my student loan? They're worried about those debt payments. And now when you get up there and you realize how, you know, just just look at Donald today saying, you know what, let's just shut it down. We need to shut down the government. We need to get this rule changed. Because there's no way I'm going to get anything done if I need 60 senators to approve something. And, again, we're left, what, with the, with the status quo, which is let's just keep spending the money. But the president said, it's something that I will certainly consider. Now, they hate this tax, right? They call it regressive, right? It, it, it hurts the poor people more. Everything hurts the poor people more. Why? Because they're poor. Part of the problem that we really need to face. You know, we, we used to be the country that everybody else in the world looked up to. And you know why? It wasn't because of the millionaires and billionaires. It wasn't. And it wasn't because of the poor people. And it wasn't because of government handouts. It was because we had the best middle class in the world. The vast majority of Americans could get a solid job and make a solid, livable wage. They've stolen that from us. And and make no mistakes about it. This is what central bankers do. And, And it's time for you to realize this is what they do. 
when you read, and it doesn't matter who you want to read, what book you want to read, every single fiat currency goes to zero. That's how it ends. And essentially what it does is it bankrupts you. It bankrupts itself. And this is what is happening here. We are on the gradual decline. You know what? It's always that way. It's gradual, gradual, until it's sudden. Right? Right? When Sears goes under later this year, it'll be gradual, 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 and then suddenly it's gone. It works the same way. And they can give all the handouts they want. Right? They can bail out bail out themselves all they want. And they can come out and point to their dot plot charts and they can use all the seasonally adjusted numbers that they can possibly think of. But at the end of the day, more Americans are becoming poorer. And it's been going on now for almost two decades now. And you start thinking about, well, now we need to uh, raise the gas tax to pay for the infrastructure. Of course we do. We're not raising enough money to pay for what we need to maintain our roads. Why? Because they keep devaluing and they keep printing the money. Remember what inflation is. Inflation is you pay more for the same stuff. Right? Think about that in its, in, its, in its whole concept. And you sit there and you, and you, sit, and you hope the stock market goes up because somehow you think that's going to make you wealthy, but yet it didn't. If you were fortunate enough to have some money in your 401k when you retired, it's because you saved it. They've been robbing us for how long? And now, here's what they've done. We've reached that tipping point, right? we reached that tipping point where now any more the, the amount of debt can't save us. Look at what Donald Trump proposed to Rizzo. One page. I'm going to give tax cuts to everything. Right? It was almost Bernie Sanders-esque. I'm going to take the top tax rate from 39%, and I'm going to take it to 15%. That's unheard of. I'm going to increase the child tax credit. I'm going to take, and I'm going to go from whatever it is, seven brackets down to three and all this other stuff. I mean, it was nothing more than we are going to cut the revenue coming into the federal government by $600 billion. And they said, uh, yeah, still not going to get GDP above 3%. 
do you, do you understand what they're really saying? Hey, we've already passed the tipping point. Yeah, you can view like the largest tax cut in the history of the United States, but it's really not going to do a whole lot. See, because everybody's got <laughs> everybody's got credit card debt. Everybody's got the auto loan debt. Everybody's got the student loan debt, the mortgage debt. We don't have any new debt to smack people with. You know, you think about all most of the growth that we've incurred since 1971. They've just blown up debt. And who's they've been largely fallen on? It's largely gone, what, to the biggest portion of the population, the middle class. And this debt is now driving most of the middle class into what? Into the lower class car sales, GM, Ford, Toyota, I know I don't say that right, but too bad, Toyota is the way I say it, Fiat, Chrysler, all down way more than expected, Ford, General Motors, uh, Ford was down 7.2%, General Motors sales were down 6%, Fiat Chrysler down 7%, Toyota down, they were the best of the group, which was 4.4%. But one of the things that, that I found interesting, they said, they're pointing out in the car sales, maybe the problem is, and they just picked on a, a Fiat Chrysler minivan, which was $50,000 for a minivan. They said that, uh, oh, by the way, I don't want to overstate it. My bad. General Motors is only down 5.8%. Uh, by the way, car sales for the month of April hit a 21-month low. And, you know, as they, they look around, I'll just kind of lay it out for you. The average price of these cars has gotten ridiculous. Now they're saying that the car suppliers, the General Motors, the, the, the Fords, the Fiat, Chrysler, they have a record level of inventory. They've got over 4 million cars in inventory and rising. And now they're saying that they're worried that the automakers have been slow to react. And to get the sales that they achieved this month, they had to give it away. And this is kind of the point where everybody's at. And they, they keep telling us, what? well, there's no inflation. I guess there's no inflation if you don't need to buy a car. Right? If you don't need to buy a car, there's no inflation. If you don't need to buy a home, there's no inflation. Obviously, if you're working and have a job, you know there's no inflation because you're not getting raises. According to paychecks, the largest, I think, private payroll process, well, they're not private, they're, they're not a government agency. They said, you ready for this? The average wage in the United States went up 
seven cents. That was your raise. Now think about all the people at the low end who all got those raises, right, because of the minimum wage. Sixty-seven cents. So, now granted, that was per hour. And they said the average now, you know, if you get a job, you can work. Average person, doesn't matter if it's, you know, one, with one job or five. You got to work about 34 hours a week. That means you made an extra $22.78. I don't know how many unicorn frappuccinos you can buy for your 22 bucks. But now you start thinking about, wait a minute, how much did all my other stuff go up? No wonder why the middle class is starting to hemorrhage here in the U.S. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative perspective since 1983, continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Hyde. When Donald Trump took office on January 20th, Barack Obama did not leave Washington, D.C. for a private life, as all of his recent predecessors have done. He remains on the scene to help lead the insurgency against Trump. The Obamas moved into a $5 million mansion just two miles from the White House. The mansion is owned by Joe Lockhart, who was the White House press secretary when Bill Clinton was impeached in 1998. Before moving in, contractors built a beautiful brick wall between the house and the street. This wall will protect the Obamas from anyone illegally entering their new home as they work to stop Trump from building a big, beautiful wall on our southern border. The Obamas' new neighbors include Tony Podesta, brother of Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman John Podesta, and the Islamic Center of Washington, one of the largest mosques in the Western Hemisphere. Then came the news that Obama's former chief of staff, Valerie Jarrett, has also moved into the mansion. She lived in the White House for the last eight years, and President Obama reportedly didn't make a major decision without her input. As the centerpiece of his post-presidential life of leading the resistance to Trump, Obama has restarted Organizing for Action, which was formed out of his 2012 re-election campaign. With its stated mission of mobilizing and training the next generation of progressive organizers, OFA boasts more than 32,000 volunteers nationwide. Since their restart, OFA has been quite busy. They helped disrupt town hall meetings held in February by Republican members of Congress. According to a training manual uncovered by journalist Paul Sperry, OFA advised protesters not to sit together, but to spread out in order to falsely reinforce the impression of broad consensus. OFA is dedicated to empowering progressive talent at every level, their website says. From first-time student organizers to organizing professionals and community leaders, we're here to equip folks with the skills and tools that can help them turn their passion into action. Well, we've seen what happens when a left-wing agitator turns their passion into action. On college campuses from California to Vermont, conservative scholars have been assaulted and property has been damaged by mask-wearing anarchists. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. 
Want to join the spirited debate over issues you care about? At PSEagles.com, conservative strategists are blogging about education, radical feminism, climate change, national security, parental rights, and other issues you care about. Stay informed and add your own comments at PSEagles.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. How bad is it? Let's just take transportation, shall we? Right now, the government charges 18.4 cents per gallon on gasoline and 24.4 cents per gallon on diesel fuel. So when you you go to fill up at the pump, like I filled up today, it was $2.25 here in in Arizona. That's probably from what, I don't know, maybe $2.15 to $2.55, $2.65, depending on where you live here in town. 18.4% or 18.4 cents per gallon is federal government tax. And then depending on where you live, you got your city and your state tax, and then, of course, the, the rest of it is for the actual cost. They said in order to get to the level that Donald Trump says is needed, if you increase the fuel tax by 35 cents a gallon, then, it's not done, and then index it for inflation, we could actually pay to keep our ro- our roads nice. So think about that. You're talking about tripling the tax and then indexing it for inflation. And really, just take that as your your guide to every problem that we have. How do you fix Social Security and Medicare? Simple. Triple the tax, right? And then index it for the price of inflation. Problem solved. Right? How do you, how do you uh, pay for the national debt? Simple. Triple the taxes, right? Donald wants to cut that, got to triple them, and then index them for inflation. Then you kind of get to understanding why it's not payable. You don't think they're driving us out of the middle class? This was, it was, it's incredible. Today's Arizona Republic. Living in a Glendale apartment just got pricier. I'm not talking Glendale, California. I'm talking Glendale, Arizona. Let's not to be confused with North Scottsdale. They say rents in the West Valley City are climbing faster than anywhere else in the United States. They say that the average lease on an apartment in Glendale jumped by 11.5%. So much for your 22 bucks. They said that New Orleans was second 
at 8.1%. They said the average apartment rent in Glendale, $826. And no offense to Glendale. There are some nice places in Glendale. Just not that many of them. It now costs $826 to live in a dump. That's $450 less than what it costs to live in a dump in, in Scottsdale. In Scottsdale, the average rent is almost $1,300 a month. Tempe, not much better. By the way, the average rent Tempe, almost $1,200 a month. They said that Phoenix, by the way, ranked ninth for the largest rent increase. It was only up 4.9%. And again, where is this? How can there be no inflation? When you seasonally adjust it, then it doesn't appear to be happening. We all know what happened with health care costs. By the way, it's going to happen again. I don't even know. Some people's health care went up 100%. By the way, they said, I don't know, did you see, the Republicans are trying again. They're going to try. <laughs> They're supposed to try it again. Now, I'm getting conflicting reports. I saw some reports that said they were going to vote tomorrow. And then I, I saw reports that said now they don't have the votes again. We cannot continue to hand out money. Taking it from those that have it and giving it to those that don't. Because here's the reality. More and more people don't have it. They don't have it to take. Now they're saying, hey, by the way, I would you like to, could you imagine tomorrow if you had to all of a sudden pay an extra 35 cents a gallon? And then have it indexed to inflation? <laughs> could, could you imagine, you know, you go 20 years later? <laughs> everybody in the whole world, well, the whole world, everybody, you'd be paying five, six, eventually... Uh, a gallon of gasoline would be more than the minimum wage. Well, just the tax on the gasoline would be more than the minimum wage. And then you start to really, you know, understand when you really look at this how how absurd this all is. And as these these uh, economists these academics that are having their meeting today, what do you think they're talking about? You think they're talking about rents in Glendale? Rents in Scottsdale? Rents in Denver? Do you think they're talking about why isn't more people keep falling out of the middle class or why defaults are rising on, on automobiles and credit cards? Nobody pays a student loan. You know, if you have a student loan, why are you paying? Nobody's paying them. By the way, I'm not telling you not to pay. Not telling you that. 
how do you think all these millennials live with their parents? Because who could afford $1,300 a month? Who wants their daughter living in a dump in Glendale and having to pay $826? And again, no offense, Glendale. It just doesn't add up. And then you have the president propose a $600 billion tax cut. And they're like, eh, probably won't get much growth out of that. What? Then how do we ever grow again? And here's the bad answer. We probably don't. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number, U.S. Silver Eagles. I, I've been telling you all week, I like silver at, at anything under $18. I really liked silver, you know, below... Uh, Seventeen and a half dollars, and I told everybody I love silver at anything seventeen dollars or less. Uh, and you know, right on cue, we got this Federal Reserve meeting. Uh, they 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 didn't have as much success in gold selling gold off as they did silver. Uh, but you know, silver's always been the volatile one. Uh, right now, silver's actually unchanged today. Uh, at $16.79. We have U.S. Silver Eagles. They're $400 for a roll. If you buy a case, which is 25 rolls, and it comes in that monster green box, like uh, the size of a a shoebox, a big shoebox, it weighs 42 pounds. You get 500 silver eagles. It's $9,875.9875. That is delivered, by the way. And and that puts your price uh, at less than $3 over spot. So you're talking about $2.95 over spot when you buy, buy the case of U.S. Silver Eagles. Uh, either way, great buys, great opportunity uh, in that market. And when you think about, you know, what really is happening, you know, you can cover it up for a while. You can't. But now, when you when you think about six hundred billion dollars, and we don't get anything for it, and of course we know that that Donald can't get the $600 billion. He can't, you know, He's already frustrated. He's already saying, we need to shut down the government. I can't get anything done. All I can do is keep spending on the things that I already know don't work. Think about what's left. What's left, what's left of us? You know, I grew up, and I think most of you did, if you're over the age of probably 40, this is how most of us grew up. One parent worked, and the other parent raised the family. 
most of us, you had a car. Matter of fact, my parents had a car. It was paid for. And then my dad had a company car, so we had two cars. But the car that my mom drove, didn't have a loan. It's paid for. And we 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 lived in a great middle class neighborhood. And everybody else in the neighborhood, by and large, that's how they grew up. And there were exceptions, right? There were some other people yeah, they didn't make as much as mom and dad both worked. But they had the same standard. Now look at today. The vast majority of people, both people work. If there's two people, right? As we know, divorce is also way higher now than it used to be. So where do you go if both people are already working? When I grew up, I rarely remember my parents paying for anything with a credit card. It just didn't happen. You paid cash. You wrote a check. Today, everybody, with the rare, rare exception, if you have two cars, you're making payments on both of them. You got the credit. You got credit card. You got credit card debt, right? And, you, and, you, and the size of the debt is—it's really almost unimaginable. If you took somebody who passed away in the '60s or the '70s and said, "Hey, we revived you," and then look at our finances, they would probably would would not be able to comprehend. how astronomical these numbers are. Now you look at these millennials. I don't know what the number exactly is, but my guess is probably close to half, if not more, have student loan debt. And credit card debt. And they haven't even entered the real workforce yet. And then when they enter the real workforce, throw auto loan debt on top of it. And then you start to realize, well, there's no more debt left. I mean, what, I, would, I guess we could get to the point where, okay, now you got to, remember back in the old days, before electricity, right? And most of the United States was rural. Right? You you had a lot of kids so they could help you in the field. <laughs> right? Help you plow the fields and pick the crop and all that stuff. Maybe we're going to get to the point where now you got to have a lot of kids so they can get a job and start helping you pay all the bills. Something has to give. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. 
final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. U.S. Silver Eagles, $400. Three, think about it, three, $3.25 over spot. Just, I mean, so much less expensive than just a year ago when you talk about price over spot. Of course, the spot price is higher today, but $400 a roll. Uh, if you buy uh, buy it, buy the case, right? You save some money there. Uh, what was that? 9875 Was that Was that the number, Wendy? Yeah, 9800 $9,875 for the case of U.S. Silver Eagles that puts you below uh, $3 over spot at 800-951-0592 if you've never done business with us. We're, we're not like any other company. You just call us up. When we say this all the time, I want the special. And when is going to say, sure, great. How many would you like? Well, I want one roll, or I want one case, or I want five rolls, I want two cases, whatever it is. And she's going to say, great, here's the total. That's it. We're not going to talk you out of it. We're not going to try to bait and switch you. We're not going to play any of those games. I mean, she may ask, hey, do you want any gold with that? If you do, great. If you don't, great. I mean, that'll be it. She'll take your name and your address, right, so we know where to ship it to. You pay for it, we ship it. It's it's just that easy. Uh, and here's the other great part: we don't harass you. We don't call you, right? We don't we don't do the right call for the free report so we can uh, bombard your telephone every single week for years at on end. We just don't do any of that stuff. If you want to do business with us, whether you're buying, hey, maybe you're looking to sell today. You want to sell? Call us. You want to trade? Call us. Eight hundred. 951-0592. It is Federal Reserve Week, which is always, and I shouldn't say always, right? the vast majority of the time usually uh, highlights a low spot in the gold and silver market because they like to pretend that they, they're in charge. <laughs> right? And then usually as soon as the meeting's over, uh, the, you, you realize they have no clue what they're doing. I mean, think about what they've done. This is, and you know what? Think about what we've tolerated. How would anybody call that a success? The average price of a new home is, and really, you got to go to 1971 because that's when we gave them total power and said, okay, we're just fiat. Money. There's nothing behind it. We make it up out of thin air, and and we have total control. And now think about what they really want, right? They want to go what? They want to go cashless. They want even more control. The debt has gone from a trillion to twenty. The Fed has another four and a half trillion dollars on its balance sheet, right? The unfunded liabilities are in the, what, the hundreds of trillions? And now the middle class has gone the wrong way. Patriot Radio News Hour, 800 951 
get ready. The heat is coming. Take care. Have a great rest of your day.